Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and this is where I give you news and views from a West Texans, a biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today is Tuesday, April the 4th, and it is about 7 o'clock my time in the evening, folks. you got a lot of stuff to talk about today. There's a lot going on in the news and so let's jump into it. So when evil stalks our world, uh, this is from the Hal Lindsey Report. We'll talk a little bit about that. What else we got going on today? Zelensky governor tags the senior Ukrainian Orthodox bishop with an ankle monitor. Yes, folks, that is going on. Uh, they're in Ukraine in the Metropolitan Pavel, a Ukrainian Orthodox bishop. Uh, was tagged like a deer, we'd say in Texas. Um, yeah, so like a criminal, basically. Uh, you know, you guys that support Zelensky. I'm telling you folks, when the news says, oh, he's such a good guy, he's such a hero, oh my gosh, oh, you know, they're all just like fanning themselves so they don't pass out, oh gosh. Well, then you know there's something probably not right with that guy. Uh, so the whole news is going on, Ukraine, oh my gosh, Zelensky, and they're returning like this like huge hero and all this stuff, and I'm like, to me, you guys can go back to my podcast, and like, something's not right with that guy, I knew it, I knew it, and I still think so, you know, anything the news, our media here in the United States says is good, I kind of think that with a grain of salt, and I'm thinking there's something wrong there. We will talk about the fiercest vaccine advocates are starting to admit the truth about the mRNA uh, vaccines. They're not really vaccines. They are gene editing tools. They are not a vaccine. I wish they would quit calling them that. You know, you gotta follow the science, people. The science. Well, the science says that it's not a vaccine. Yeah, you know. So nice when it comes out of their mouth, though. Like they think they know what they're talking about. You anti-vaccine, you science deniers. Somebody please tell me in the real world, did these people take English in high school? I don't know. Do they take English in elementary school? Did they go to college? Uh, did they speak the English language? I don't know. But to me, you size dinar sounds like something a third grade would say. Not even a third grade. A third grade would even say that. Sounds like something like a, I don't know, like an upset toddler, a two-year-old would say, you size deniers. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. This sounds stupid and ridiculous if you ask me. But hey, Nobody asked me, so I guess it really doesn't matter what I think. No. <laughs> so what else are we going to talk about today? Uh, if you guys have not gone to HopeForOurTimes.com, uh, Thomas J. Hughes. Anyway, Tom, Pastor Tom Hughes. Love him. He does have news and articles on his website there. If you can click on the header there, and you can check them out. The Controlled Demolition of the Dollar. I was posted today. I don't have to be the one to tell you this, but I do believe that is what's happening it's kind of like the train derailments and the and the toxic crap that they're pouring into our environment killing other fish and of course you know the food plants that are catching on fire and uh, oh the bird flu and now we got all this other stuff blah 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 um have you guys noticed this stuff is like exponentially um happening ever since covid you know kind of opened up Pandora's box for uh, oh, the WEF Klaus Schwab, Yuval Harari. Yeah, they just call us the useless eaters. You know, these elitists, you know. But when uh, when everything really starts to happen, especially in the tribulation, uh, when Jesus is pouring out his wrath on this world, this is God's wrath, folks. If you're a believer in Christ, you're going to be raptured. 
with me. <laughs> we will all meet the Lord Jesus in the air, and so shall we always be with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So if you are part of the um, the remnant church, you are a born-again believer in Christ, you're not going to be here for the tribulation. So you don't have to worry about that. But all these elitists, you know, these evil, wicked people, they will be here for this pouring out of God's wrath. And, you know, they're so focused on money. It just boggles the mind that all these things are going to be happening. This wickedness this, is this going to be um, like nothing the earth has ever seen before because it's never happened before. But they're going to be so focused on, you know, Jesus said that it's going to take an entire day's wage for us peasants or for the peasants, you know, that are left behind that are not elitists. Uh, it'll take an entire day's wage just to have one meal, just to, just to eat for one day. So you will work a day just to eat for that day. But all these things are going to be happening, the famines and pestilences and all the stuff that God is pouring out um, on this earth, that this, God will not allow uh, the, the oil and the wine to be harmed. But do you think the peasants are going to be able to afford the oil and the wine? No, that's for the elitists. No, no. They'll be sitting out there, you know, eating their cow you know, their steak and drinking their wine and, uh, you know, having all the fun that they think. Because I'm telling you what, it ain't going to last long for them folks. It will not last long. And this world is basically all they have to look forward to. This is all they have because once they die, eternity in a lake of fire uh, is going to be their um, their reward for living so wickedly and evil and denying the one person that could save them, which is Jesus Christ, the only one that can save you. The Bible says, Jesus said, nobody comes to the Father except through me. He says he is the, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through me. And that's what Jesus Christ said. So you can't make it to the Father without the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, that's it. He is our advocate. He died for our sin. He took the punishment which we deserved upon himself. God raised him three days later from the grave. And uh, he sits on the right hand of the throne of God. He will be there forevermore. And uh, we are celebrating Passion Week this week uh, for Christians. This is, uh, this is what Christianity is all about. This is what separates Christianity from any other religion. Nobody else's so-called God or whatever they want to say has ever died and been raised again. None of them. They all died and they're dead. <laughs> so anyway, we have so much to look forward to. Um, anyway, you guys, oh, I tell you what, we have a lot to look forward to and a lot to be grateful for and thankful for. And, um, you know, we need to get out there and love the community. We've got to love the people um, that hate us. You know, if we hate the people that hate us, what makes this any different? We love those who love us. What, what, what are we, what? That's not really doing anything. <laughs> it's like the Bible said, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? You got to get out there and love those uh, who hate us. Yes. If we really want to make a difference for the Lord Jesus Christ. So what else? We got the, we talked a little bit about this. The fiercest vaccine advocates are starting to admit the truth about the mRNAs by Tyler Jordan. Of course, this was, uh, was at ZeroHedge.com, and it was authored by Alex Berberinson via the Unreported Truth Substacks. So we'll check a little bit about that. And uh, another great thing you guys can check on is, um, let me see if I can pull it up here. Okay, so the community demands answers after local police deploy military-grade weapons against ordinary citizens. 
This is Dean Dwyer. It was posted on the 3rd of April at harbingersdaily.com. We all love Dean Dwyer, who's from Queenland, Queensland, Australia. I absolutely love his articles. i tell you what. And one thing I did want to read you guys um, is a father's letter. If you guys get the emails or you get the, the monthly magazines from uh, The Voice of the Martyrs, then you have probably already read this story. But if you don't, uh, I'm going to tell you this story. And it's... Um, it's eye-opening. This is a, 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 a kid from Iran. So here in the United States, right now, we still have a little bit, a little bit, uh, actually a whole lot of religious freedom. You look around the world today when it's illegal and you could be killed for having a Bible. You'd be killed for it. You could be martyred for it. And we in the United States don't understand that. I mean, we read the stories, but, you know, it's like, well, you know, it doesn't really... I don't think we really take it seriously. We don't we don't understand the consequences of being a Christian in other parts of the world. You know, because it hasn't hit the United States yet. Yeah, sure we may be mocked and made fun of and you know, now we're being threatened. But I mean, look at it, of course our government's beginning to threaten us too. So, you know, here in the United States we need to be praying um that the Lord's will be done. And uh, you know, Christianity thrives more under persecution than any other time because look at the united states of america we're not being persecuted we haven't been persecuted and look at our country we are the laodicean church look at this look at england look at the uk the laodicean church if there's even a church in the uk okay that's you know that i was listening from a listener um they were telling me about okay so like the churches over there are like museums like nobody even goes there anymore, and of course, if you um, follow uh, follow or you watch uh, Pastor Billy Crone and you attend uh, online there, or even if you have a home church, if you don't have a church where you're at, England, <laughs> um, UK, uh, Scotland, especially Ireland. Oh, especially in Ireland, folks, you can have a home church. Pastor Billy. Uh, we'll get in touch with you and um, go to getalifemedia.com, getalifemedia.com. You'll find all the information there who you can email uh, and get that set up. Um, we are living in the end days and things are only going to get worse. We look back at COVID and remember they shut the churches down in the United States. Not all pastors went for that. Praise God. They saw the deception and they knew better. Um, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves, what the Bible says. Uh, when you go to church, Every person has a part to play. We're all puzzle pieces. Every one of us. Whether you go to hear the sermon and then you go back out into the world and you tell the folks, you tell your friends, you tell your neighbors, you tell everybody, right? Uh, or or uh, you're a greeter, you're an usher, you're a deacon, um, you work in the kitchen, um, you clean up, you clean up the church, uh, whatever. We all have a part to play. We are there puzzle pieces we assemble together kind of like a little puzzle piece and so you need to we all need to be in our home church and if you can't be there if you're sick or what you can still watch from tv and that's still that's still wonderful say you're sick and you can't make it to church or you have health issues and you can't get to church but you can still watch from your home and that is such a blessing now if you're perfectly well and capable and there's nothing wrong with you you're just being lazy and you're sitting on your couch eating cheetos watching church that might be a little different but say you work maybe you work nights or something i used to work overnights and you know by the time i got off work uh it was too late for me to get ready to go to church 
you know, or I might have actually been just, you know, exhausted. And so you have to take things into consideration. But, you know, another good thing is you can invite neighbors over. And so you can fellowship with neighbors. Uh, there's all kinds of neat things we can do these days. And technology has given that, uh, given us that advantage. And we praise God for that. And so technology can be used for bad or good. Either way, you know. And so us as Christians should be using that for good. <laughs> But um, this is what I wanted to read. I want to start with this because I think this is very important. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters um, all over the world. I have a map um, that hangs behind me, and um, you guys can get one too um, from the Voice of the Martyrs. They will send it to you, and it tells you every single country, whether they are hostile, uh, indifferent, or it gives you the different, um, or I mean, you know, different um levels i guess of hostility towards christians some you'll be killed from some you know uh you can be a second-rate citizen um like in egypt um, i used to know this guy josh um Haron. he was from egypt and um uh we um dated briefly but i felt something was wrong he said he was a christian and i said okay he's from egypt i'm like all right um, he said they were like considered second class citizens there in Egypt. And I was like, oh, okay. And so we didn't take very long. I think about two or three months. And I was like something with his daughter. And he was married uh, to a young lady here in the United States. And she divorced him and took custody of the daughter. He was trying to take the daughter to Egypt. And she said no. Um, anyway, you know, uh, I stayed friends, friends with him for a while. And then, uh, you know, I, 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 reached, I didn't reach back out, but via his Facebook page, uh, we're no longer friends, of course, on Facebook, but I did uh, peruse his uh, Facebook page because I still pray for him, you know, and of course he is a Muslim, absolutely, uh, he's not a Christian, and um, I kind of figured that uh, back then when I was talking to him, dated him for a few months, I kind of figured, you know, something went right, and uh, of course I was wrong, I mean, I was right, he wasn't, and uh, so there are those who profess to be Christians, but they're not, like we have a lot of pastors that profess to be christians andy stanley but they're not um you know a lot of stuff hill song professes to be what a christian christian music group they're not um bethel not i have a real 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 big problem with churches who play bethel music in their church i do i have a huge problem with churches who play hill song in their church and i go to one i know trust me i do and i hate it i hate it when they played that music um if if you go back uh and he and he watched spencer smith that's the first video he did i mean he's done a lot i mean he's a missionary but the first one that really blew up his channel uh was his documentary on hillsong music and um go and watch that and you'll have a better understanding um pastor john MacArthur has said some things too um regarding their music and so uh, my whole thing is, if you know what kind of, quote, church, which is not really a church, they, um, they're they wicked, um, and so is Bethel, grave-soaking folks, that is wickedness, that is perversion, that is satanic, but they do this, and gold dust that comes out of the vent, and people flopping around like fish, folks, that's not the Holy Spirit, okay, that is the Kundalini spirit that is evil that is satanic but you still have people that sing their music tell me why i just want to know it's all about the words no if if these wicked people were the ones that wrote these songs please tell me 
um, please tell me why you're singing them. Um, it would be like it, they're tainted. I think the music is tainted. I don't want to sing anything like that that would come from something like that. That would come from some evil, wicked place like that. Regardless of what the word, the words might be great. The words might be um, perfect. But then again, I look at the source. I look at the source. We'll put it that way. I look at the source. If the source is satanic, why? Why would you condone that? I'm sorry. I'm that's just me. Um, you know, and you know, and my thing is a lot of pastors don't know that. A lot of pastors don't realize what Hillsong is. They don't realize what Bethel is. They don't realize what Elevate Church is. Elevation Churches. And I've done a whole. I've done several, several um, YouTube videos on those on those folks and so um but that's the thing we need to be aware of where our music's coming from i like the old hymns you know and i'm not saying anything against you know uh modern music i'm not saying that but i don't think christians should be rock and roll i just don't um i've seen some in the heavy metal christian really folks uh i'm totally against that um yeah you heard it here folks uh but go and uh you can go to amazon and you can get actually brother spencer's book and he actually talks about that, uh, the evil of rock and roll, I believe it is. But anyway, um, enough of that. But let's get to this letter. Okay, this is a letter, uh, a letter from a father to a son. And we're going to read this short story, you guys. And I think you're going to um, <clears throat> gain a little bit out of that. It says, Bibles are illegal in Iran. So how did a Muslim family get three? So, years ago, Hossein received two gifts that terrified him. While sitting in a park one afternoon, a stranger walked up and handed him a book and a magazine. When Hossein asked the man uh, how much the magazine cost, he was told it was free. He goes, quote, these are gifts from God, unquote, the man said, smiling. When Hussein got home, he started reading the magazine and discovered that it was a Christian publication. Then he realized the book he had received was a Farsi Bible, a book that is illegal to own, print, import, or distribute in his Iranian homeland. Suddenly, he was gripped with fear. His family was devoted to Islam, and he wished he hadn't been given those books. The next day, he got rid of the Bible and magazine. Then, just days later, Hossein was shocked to see his brother, Mahmud, with a Bible of his own. Mahmud had been studying twice a week with a student named Ishan. As Mahmud was preparing to leave Esan's house one night, he saw his friend's family surround Esan's gravely ill grandmother, place their hands on her, and pray for her healing in Jesus' name. Mahmud didn't understand them, but their voices and words were powerful, he said. When Mahmud returned to Esan's home for the next study session, Esan's grandmother opened the door and welcomed him inside. Mahmud later asked Esan if the family's prayers had led to his grandmother's healing. Yes, thank God, Esau told him. It's because of God's power and his authority. Esau then told Mahmoud about Jesus, giving him a Bible when he expressed interest in learning more. Mahmoud's parents were incensed when they discovered his Bible. His father, Goldyar, grabbed the Bible and threw it toward a far corner of the yard. He expected Allah's immediate wrath for having the book in his home. After seeing how angry it made his father, Mahmoud wanted nothing more to do with the Bible. But in the middle of the night, he got up to get a drink and noticed a small beam of light coming from Hossein's room. When he looked in, he saw his brother sitting in the corner of his otherwise dark room reading. Mahmoud 
Ahmad realized his brother Hossein was reading the Bible, uh, their father had thrown out of the house. Quote, do you know what will happen if dad catches you with this Bible? Ahmad asked him, do you want me to get in trouble? Over time and after continuing to read the Bible in secret, Hossein placed his faith in Jesus Christ. Months later, when the boy's uh, mother was unable to have a needed surgery, Mamad felt helpless watching her groan in pain and remembered that Esau's grandmother had been healed through prayer. With Hossein's help, Mamad took their mother to Esau's home where the family surrounded their mother praying for her in the name of jesus hosein as a new believer joined them in prayer when the three of them returned home kodir scolded the boys for taking their mother to the christians it would have been better for you uh it would have been better for your mother to die than for you to bring shame to our family he yelled that week his son encouraged Mamad to read his bible Eventually, Mamad, like his brother, came to faith in Christ. Mamad prayed for his mother and the rest of the family daily, and within weeks, his mother was free of pain. When his sister took their mother to a doctor's appointment a short time later, they learned that she had been completely healed. Oh, folks, if you think donating uh, to, to this ministry, Voice of the Martyrs, is in vain, then you are absolutely wrong, wrong. These are the folks that, that are in the trenches, that are over there in the most violent of violent parts of this country, this world, and this earth, and they are shining a lot for Jesus Christ. And folks, the, the Islam, the Muslims over there are listening. They are hearing the... Uh, words of Christ. So keep praying, keep praying for them. Please keep praying for them. So what else? Let's see. Let's check out this. One other little thing I was reading today, Proverbs, Proverbs 2. Uh, yes, folks, you need to be in your word, need to be in the word every single day. We need to be in the word, uh, especially these wicked, wicked times. And we'll end in Proverbs 20 here later on. But right now, let's check out Dean Dwyer's article. Uh, the community demands answers after local police deploy military-grade weapons against ordinary citizens. He posted this on the 3rd of April. We can find it at arbingersdaily.com. So, uh, in Western nations, we have become accustomed to the need for a police force in our communities. Although most citizens are law-abiding, it is recognized that a growing proportion of people have no respect for either the I.O. commandments or the enacted laws of their home state and country. The need for an active police force, therefore, is largely due to the effects of sin. In the past, he says, uh, when when members of a community had a set of shared values which was based on morality, little policing was required. However, as we well know, as sin and immorality grows, so does wickedness and the need for the intervention of government to ensure the wicked are punished. This is in line with the biblical mandate for government to reward the good and punish the evildoers. Throughout the history of civilization, societies have rightly sought protection for people and possessions. In early civilizations, peoples of one's uh, members of one's own family provided this protection. However, as societies grew and changed, the concept of policing also changed, transitioning in various stages. He goes on to say, in what we might consider the first stage, members of the community equally shared the responsibility for providing protection and keeping order. Stage two involved the designation of certain members of the community to act informally as a police force in stage three, which describes our society today, uh, assigned formal roles to a police police organization which assumes formal responsibility for protecting their community under the legal requirements of their government. For the most part, this has served society well, although there have been well-documented instances of corruption and violence, which is not only disappointing, but it erodes community trust 
in the police force. Australians have largely had a good relationship with people at both a state and federal level. He says, I can count on one hand the number of times I have spoken with a police officer simply because the lifestyle I lead is a quiet and peaceable, uh, peaceable life, uh, which doesn't require the involvement of a police officer. However, if I find myself in a serious situation, I am pleased to know that I am able to call upon them. Unfortunately, from 2020 until the present day, the rapport between our community and its police force has become strained. With the rapid onset of new regulations which restricted freedom of movement, many people suddenly found themselves under the watchful eye of police, all in the name of trying to defeat a respiratory virus. Disturbing stories of ordinary people being manhandled, abused, pepper sprayed, and shot with rubber bullets continued to filter in as 14 days to flatten the curve turned into months and months of lockdowns in february of 2022 after enduring nearly two years of nonsensical rules regulations mask and vaccine mandates many had seen enough hundreds of thousands of people descended on australia's capital in cranberra uh, in order to protest which is one of the fundamental rights we have as citizens of free nations However, police were also out in force, eager to keep the peace. Although we certainly expect police to carry batons, tasers, handcuffs, and pepper spray, it was the presence of an LRAD which rattled the peaceful protesters, I guess an LRAB. Uh, initially designed for military use, long-range acoustic devices, or LRADs, uh, were used to keep pirates away from ships and have been used in war zones in Iraq and Afghanistan to lure people out of buildings and into the range of snipers. The device, which looks like a satellite dish, can emit an extremely loud, piercing sound that is very disturbing to humans. Naturally, this makes them very good at dispersing crowds. University of Missouri uh, professor Karen Piper, who attended a G20 protest in the U.S. in 2009, said this about her experience with the LRAD. Quote, the initial thing I felt was pain. I thought my eardrum had ruptured. Then I felt dizzy and nauseous and disoriented, unquote. Professor Piper said that she had bed ringing in her ears for a year that drove her crazy. She has since discovered that she has permanent hearing loss. Quote, it's actually nerve damage. All those nerves will never recover, unquote, she said. Other testimonies, uh, testimonials from victims of LRAD, particularly at protests, state as follows. For the first week, I had a migraine and just a lot of facial pressure. Since the LRAD incident, I've been pretty freaked out about going back. I'm worried about what damage it caused and it could cause if I went there again or I went out there again. Another person said, it feels like your eardrums are beating out of your head. It makes the side of your body that you, it, it makes the side of your body that you've been hit on feel numb and that your sinuses are inflamed she says uh, or this person said i felt like i had blood coming out of all my orifices um, i heard the ringing for about a week Australian authorities challenged um, on their ownership of LRAD in 2016 claimed that the in intended use of LRAD was uh, was as really powerful, e expensive loudspeaker. That's what they're, what they're saying is was as a really their 
their intended use was as a really powerful, expensive loudspeaker. According to one spokeswoman, it has an amplification range of about 200 meters and three kilometers. Uh, before its invention, it seemed the U.S. Department of Defense had a love affair with sound warfare. Uh, the most famous victim of sound warfare was General Manuel Noriega. Uh, that repressive military leader had holed himself up in the Vatican's embassy in Panama City in 1989 after President George Bush Sr. invaded Panama. Uh, the embassy was surrounded by U.S. troops, but he refused to give himself up. So the U.S. Army decided to use psychological warfare by blasting a wall of sound nonstop outside from a fleet of Humvees, Humvees mounted with loudspeakers. It says in February 1993, law enforcement was added again. In February of that year, law enforcement agents in the military laid a siege to a Texas compound belonging to the Branch Davidian cult. Trying to arrest its leader, David Koresh, during the 51-day standoff, it is claimed that they played pop music in the sound of jet planes all night. The onslaught even included Tibetan chanting in the screams of rabbits being slaughtered. Back to the subject at hand, he says that the aforementioned protests in Cranberra, the LRADs were clearly on display. After the protest, many people reported feeling ill, yet police at the event, although admitting LRAD was present, denied using them. According to one spokesperson, uh, the devices were simply rolled out in order to intimidate protesters despite the skepticism of those who came away uh, from the event unwell. The issue had been largely forgotten until just recently. Mm. Had to get some coffee, folks. Sorry about that. So about an hour south of our location, we find the small town of Warwick population, approximately 15,500 people. Of all the places in Queensland, you would expect the police to roll out in LRAD. Warwick is not one of them. Yet in March of 2023, they are reported to have done just that. Stephen Harrison, 38, was reportedly seen with a gun in the backyard of his residence, something strenuously denied by his friends, which prompted police to descend on the home. During the all-night siege, it was reported that an LRAD was, in the words of one officer, being used to provoke a response. Had Mr. Harrison been a violent criminal with a lengthy criminal record, one might accept the use of sonic weapons to disarm him. Yet, Mr. Harrison was legally blind and walked with a cane. He was considered to be an expert in the area of constitutional history, had three university degrees and thousands of books at his home. He was also a devout Christian. Now he is dead, and from what we are told is a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The community is rightfully demanding answers, particularly since local police are deploying military-grade weapons against ordinary citizens. What also remains troubling amongst believers in our area is that this comes after the recent declaration by Queensland police that premillennialism is a belief now connected to domestic terrorism. Whether the incidents are connected or not, Bible-believing Christians are left to wonder, do Queensland police seriously believe that Christians are a threat to public safety? Well, folks, I did read an article um, by Dean um, Dwyer uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. I do believe his same article in telling us about that, what had actually happened. And it seems that might be the case there in Queensland, Australia. We may... I mean, Voice of the Martyrs may be ending up adding Australia to that list as well. Um, you know, folks, uh, we kind of see these things would happen. The end days, you know, we're living in the end days. And still, and still to this day, 
I just never thought I'd see this day. I just never thought we'd live. I, I didn't think I would be here to witness all this. I thought I had done been gone, you know, but um, praise the Lord that uh, the rapture is imminent. It could happen at any moment. It could happen before I finish this podcast. It could happen before I even get to upload this podcast. And uh, it may happen in the middle of you listening to this podcast. What a blessing that would be. Oh, Spencer Smith says, oh, what a blessing. <laughs> that would be a blessing, folks. And so I'm going to jump in here really quick. And we're going to read um, Proverbs chapter 2. And I want to thank my friend Leslie uh, for finding me this Bible that I can see Oh, my goodness, you guys. All my other Bibles have all those notes in them, and I love them dearly, but I can't read them anymore without, you know, without some strong light with some magnifying glasses on. But anyway, let's read this here. So chapter 2 of Proverbs, the value of wisdom. So my son, if you receive my words uh, and treasure my commandments within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom apply and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures. Turn the page here. <laughs> uh, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright he is a shield to those who walk uprightly he guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints then you will understand righteousness and justice equity in every good path when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul discretion will preserve you understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil from the man who speaks perverse things from those who leave the path of our uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked kind of like all the stuff going on today in our world in the united states this wickedness this homosexuality transgender oh my goodness all this all this wickedness but yet you know not only do they do those but you know people actually delight in it folks is wickedness anyway verse 15 continues um whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths to deliver you from the immoral woman from the seductress who flatters with her words who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her god for her house leads down to death and her path to the dead none who go to her return nor do they regain the path of life so you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the path of righteousness for the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it but the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it folks tell you what today is the day to be in the word of god and to gain wisdom from his word and to ask him for wisdom and right here in chapter 3 verse 11 of proverbs it says my son do not cha do not despise the chastening of the lord nor detest his corrections for whom the lord loves he corrects just as the father uh just as a father the son in whom he delights so remember that guys Ooh, if you're doing wrong you know you're doing wrong the lord's gonna chasten you you better you better repent ask for forgiveness <laughs> um anyway uh so much going on in the world today i would ask that you keep my brother in, in prayers if you would um he is a teacher in california and um the the uh without going into details on the schools or anything one of the uh assistant principals um 
is a witch, a self-declared witch. And so this is so anyway, they he is under um he is under some attack. And so if you uh, pray for him, I would appreciate that. I know the Lord has put him there. The kids just absolutely love him. And, uh, you know, one of them actually doesn't have a father. And so, you know, my brother does all kinds of cool stuff out there with them. And he said, you know, for a minute there is one kid said it was like I had a dad again. I thought, oh, my goodness. Oh, you guys pray for teachers. Teachers are so wonderful, especially Christian teachers in this culture, and especially in the United States. A lot of lot of heavy wickedness going on. Principalities and wicked places, the Bible says. The Apostle Paul told us that's what we fight against. We don't fight against flesh and blood, but against those principalities. Demons are everywhere, you know, especially all this. And they are over the education system because, you know, Satan wants to kill, steal, and to destroy. And he targets children. He hates, hates Christians. He hates people. He hates you. He hates everybody. Um, yes, so all the demons do as well. Don't let people say, oh, that's just a whatever hogwash. Well, read your Bible, honey, because it ain't hogwash. <laughs> and if you think those uh, those UFOs up there, if you think they're from another world, no, those are demons. Folks, the Bible is very clear about that. But anyway, we're in the end. And deception, deception, you guys. It's going to be right. That's what Jesus warned us, warned us, warned us. That's what he would be ye not deceived. King James <laughs> Version, be ye not deceived. I say it a lot. Um, anyway, there's so much going on. Uh, let me see. Did I touch on everything I wanted to touch on? Uh, the fiercest vaccine advocates are starting to admit the truth about the mRNAs. Tyler Durden. Uh, the article was written by Alex Berenson via Uprooted Truth, a substack. So even the New York Times can't hide reality about the mRNA jabs forever. It goes on to say here, uh, last week, the Times published an article headlined, Should You Get Another COVID Booster? The article sub-lined, uh, subheadlined uh, noted Britain and Canada have authorized another round of booster shots, implying the United States has somehow been negligent in doing so. And the piece was uh, written by approval Bendevelli, among the worst COVID reporters. So I assume the article would be filled with the usual nonsense, especially since the first person Bendevelli quoted was Dr. Celine Gounder, Gounder uh, who has loudly pushed mRNA jabs, even though her husband died of an aortic aneurysm. Of course, she's lashed out in January that the, at the mRNA skeptics, you know, including him who wrote the article, uh, who questioned if the shots might be linked to his death. Of course, you know, we all know they were, but she doesn't want to admit that. And uh, that's my take on that. She just does not want to admit it. I'm so sad. Deceived, folks. This is what I'm talking about. This is the great deception. And Jesus said that deception would be so, so strong that if it were not so, even the elect would be deceived, which is you and I who have the Holy Spirit living inside of us who gives us discernment, you know. And, of course, you've asked this for this. If you ask for discernment, God will give it to you as well. And uh, but if it were so, it says if it were not so, if Jesus wouldn't allow it, then it, the, the deception is so strong that we would even be deceived. But praise the Lord, we have the Holy Spirit and us not. But he said that's how strong the deception is going to be. And uh, we can see how this is going on. And, um, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't, it says, which implies either COVID is now even less dangerous than the flu, which possibly but unlikely, or the shots are even more useless, which would imply negative efficacy. But or else they're actually more dangerous than inactivated virus flu jabs, which they are. So, uh, you know, it's, you can read these articles if you want to guys, I've done a ton of stuff on the vax. Um, 
and it's not a vaccine. But uh, yeah, the dearth of information leaves some experts hesitant to recommend another shot for any group of people, even the most vulnerable. Given the lack of data, I don't think it's fair to say to people, inject yourself with a biological agent, said Dr. Paul Offit, director of the Vaccine Education Center at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and an advisor to the FDA. Boom, folks, right there. So you can see the truth is coming out slowly but surely but think of all the millions of people who could have been saved the millions of people who could have been saved if the truth was out but you vaccine deniers you science deniers you oh these mocking just absolute mocking remember you remember you know what really um just breaks my heart i was i can still see that that lady who was in the hospital asking for ivermectin and she died. And then all those people on Facebook just made fun of her. Just made fun of her. Just the evil, just the pure, wicked evil of this world. And uh, the Bible said they would wax worse and worse, which means it's only going to get worse. The love of many would grow cold, folks. That's happening. That's happening. And it absolutely breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Why would you want anybody to die, especially make fun of them? But I guarantee you one thing, she was a Christian and she is with the Lord Jesus Christ right now. And uh, if those people continue on their way, they'll be in hell for eternity. And so we need to as and it's hard to do. I tell you, I will be the first to admit it is hard, hard to do to pray for people like that. But I keep remembering what the Bible says. We don't war against flesh and blood. We war against principalities and all this in evil, wicked places. And we have to remember these people are following their father, Satan, because they don't know. And Satan has blinded their eyes. And so they don't know. They don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. And so they don't know the truth. And so they are in bondage, in slavery to Satan. Because they don't know the truth. The only person that can set you free from this body of sin and death is Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can free us from this bondage and this slavery. And so the only translation of the Bible that translates dulamos correctly, when the, you know, in the New Testament says we are bond servants of Jesus Christ, is the old, the original Holman Christian Standard Bible, not the new CSB garbage. I don't like that at all. But the 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 old Holman, you have to get it has to be the H has to have the H in front of it, the HCSB. That one translates it correctly. We are a slave of Jesus Christ. We are a slave to Jesus Christ. Dulamos. That's what that means. That's the only translation that gets it right. And I learned that from Doctor John MacArthur. Wow. Uh, and I'd like to see what the Legacy Bible says. That's kind of cool. And I want to get one of those. I really do. I want to get one of the Legacy Bibles. I think that's great. Um, that's from like the master's class, you know, Dr. John MacArthur and them. I think that'd be kind of neat. Now you can you can read it online for free, which is great. I love that. But if you guys want to watch, read that article there, um, you can go to Zero Hedge and read all about those um, jabs. <laughs> if you like to, Berenson, the fiercest vaccine advocates are starting to admit the truth about the mRNAs. So you can go check that out. And it comes from Unreported Truth Substack, but you can find it at zerohedge.com if you want to read that. Um, but you guys know how I feel about that. I know that you guys know the truth, so I don't have to harp on that. We don't have to do a whole bunch of that stuff anymore. 
um, talking about that. To me, it's like a waste of what we could be talking about, the other good stuff going on in the world today, and some bad stuff. But um, we all know that it is leading uh, to the second coming of Christ. And we all know before the second coming comes the rapture. And so let's talk a little bit about the evilness in the world. I know we don't want to, but I mean, it's true. It's there, but why is it there? So when evil stalks our world, this is the Hal Lindsey report. You can find it at HalLindsey.com. So Jesus taught us to pray, deliver us from all evil or deliver us from evil. What evil? All kinds of evil. Uh, that includes the sinful tendencies inherent in being a member of this fallen race. He says it is a prayer uh, is a prayer for deliverance from pride, gossip, impure thoughts, unholy anger, self-centeredness and a host of other sins. It includes the idea of protecting us from Satan and his minions who use our sinful tendencies against us. We also need his deliverance from the evil that attacks from without. Only a few days ago, he says, a young woman stalked the halls of Christian school carrying guns with, with which to hunt down and kill nine-year-olds and their caretakers. Evil stalks our children physically and spiritually. Even as evil physically stalked the halls of that Christian school in Nashville, evil lies, uh, evil's lies permeate much of the world's educational systems. Uh, hatred and rage increasingly dominate the thoughts of people in our generation. Please, God, deliver us from evil. He says, I've seen his miraculous deliverance. He says, I've seen it in my life, in the lives of thousands of other individuals. And he says, and I've even seen it on a global scale. When I was a boy, he says, nations pray, deliver us from evil. And Hitler, with his vile aggressions in concentration camps, fell. Later, nations again prayed, deliver us from evil. And the Soviet Union, with its gulags and show trials, fell. Propaganda's veneer was stripped away. And the nations finally saw the evil of those regimes for what it was. During the days of slavery in the United States and later in the civil rights movement of the 1950s and 60s, an entire race prayed, deliver us from evil. And God did it. No, the world was not suddenly made perfect. That won't happen until Jesus comes. But God answered prayer. And he continues to answer prayer. It happens when people pray as Jesus told us to pray, deliver us from evil. I hope it has happened in your life, he says. I know it has happened in mine. When we pray, deliver us from evil, we pray for ourselves and for our whole world. In some ways, the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, 13, is like the prayer found in the Bibles next to the last verse, Revelation twenty two twenty. Even so, come Lord Jesus. May he come and deliver us from evil. May he come soon. Uh, he says, may he come soon, quote, with healing in his wings, Malachi 4.2. In Psalms 53 says, our God shall come and shall not keep silent. Isaiah 25.9 says, and it will be said in that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We'll, we will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Yes, we will. Jesus even delivers us from death. John 5, 28 and 29 says the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Philippians 3, 21 and 22 says that at his coming, the Lord Jesus Christ will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. No wonder the New Testament repeatedly speaks of the followers of Christ as those who eagerly wait for him or who love his appearing. Like the young woman in the last verse of the Song of Solomon, 8.14 says, We cry out, make haste, 
my beloved. Yes, folks, that is an article from Hal Lindsey at the Hal Lindsey Report. Uh, .com. You can go to howlindsay.com uh, when evil stalks our world. So, folks, I hope this gives you a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of hope. And uh, most all, this lets you know that the barometer where we're going is heading uh, heading to the second coming of Christ, which is, includes the, uh, the tribulation, the great tribulation. And um, Christ comes at the end of that. But before that, he raptures his church to heaven. We will go the shout of a voice, trumpet of an archangel. My dog's going to go barking. He's going <laughs> to, he started to bark. He looked at me. He looked at me. Um, guys, we need to be ready. We need to be ready at all times. We need to be living like Christ could come back at any moment. What's he going to find you doing? What's he going to find me doing? Because he's coming. He's coming to take us home. You better believe it. God told us it's true. And it is true. Whatever God said in his word, it is true. And it's going to happen. It's like he said, it's going to happen. So what's he going to find you doing? What's he going to find me doing? I pray I'll be serving him. That's what I pray. Um, and we need to, uh, everything we do, we need to do into the glory of God. We need to do like we would, like we would do for Jesus, like our jobs that we do every day. We need to do that. I guess if we're serving God. And so, um, I think that was a big reason why I went back to do what I did back when I was in college, home health. I just loved it. And uh, I absolutely love it. And you guys, it is such an absolute blessing to serve these folks. I tell you what, they just bless me so much. Um, and I am so thankful, um, so thankful to find the company that I work for. And uh, I get to I get to see these wonderful people every day. I, just, I love it. Um you know, that's amazing. It sure does, sure does brighten my day. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. You know, I worked like seven days last week. I'm just, I'm still working. I haven't had a day off, but I love it. Um, but I got home yesterday. I was going to do a podcast and I tell you guys what, I fell asleep. I slept 13, almost, almost 13 hours. I slept 12 and a half hours. And uh, if I wouldn't have set my alarm, I'd still been sleeping. I tell you what. So anyway, but I, I wanted to jump on today, do a quick podcast. Uh, just to let you guys know what's going on. The wind here in Texas is gusting. Where I live in Amarillo is gusting to 70 miles an hour today. Yes, folks, that is hurricane force winds. And we see that in the springtime here in Texas. And that's what they say Amarillo is the windy city. I think we're actually for real authentically like number two in the United States for the most wind. Um, it's cray cray. <laughs> It is crazy, but the wind is gusting. It's sustained 30 to 45, gusting up to 70. And so it's like a dirt cloud out there. I think they call them uh, the Habib or something like that. Lubbock gets those a lot. Lubbock, Texas, they get them the Habib. They get them a lot. It's like a wall of dirt, like the Great Depression or something. It's pretty bad. The Dust Bowl days. Yes, you guys. But uh, it's pretty nasty out there today. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we just pray for no fires. Uh, we just pray that people will be smart and that the Lord would protect us all. But guys, um, with that, I am going to get off of here. Um, but you know, uh, what can you do for the Lord today? What can you do? What can you do? God has called us to do something. He's called everybody to do something. He's put something, he's put something in your heart 
He's given you something that you're excited about, something that you're supernaturally good at. I call it supernaturally because it's a gift from the Holy Spirit. So technically, it really is supernatural because that's from the Holy Spirit of God. God has given you that gift. So whatever it is, go out and use it. And if you don't know what that gift is, um, do some. there's a book uh, by Charles Stanley. Oh, I know. I'm not saying Andy Stanley. I'm saying Charles Stanley. I sure wish Charles Stanley would call out his son. Oh, my goodness. I wish. I I, mm, I really do. Because Charles Stanley, he's a wonderful man. I tell you what. I have his um his uh, Life Principles Bible. And I had that forever and ever and ever ago. And uh, ever since I was young. And I thought, so many great Life Principles. And there's so many questions answered. And uh, I just, uh, I don't know. I tell you. Let me see if I can find that book. Um, Gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yep, that's it. It's Charles Stanley uh, and it's Gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let me see if I can find it. Um, it's uh, in the 10 Lessons of Ministering Through uh, Spiritual Gifts. Let me see if I can find that there. And of course, it's one of his life principles study guide. And, um, but yes, Gifts of the Spirit. And you know what you guys can actually do? Woo, check this out. Uh, it's at intouch.org. And so what I'm going to do, let me see if I can pull it up here. the gifts of the spirit are you using your gifts to serve others uh, to be effective the church needs the participation of every believer it's super short so we're going to go ahead and read it right now first corinthians chapter 12 verses 1 through 13 and so he's got all that good stuff there uh it comes from the bible in one year so the lord has uh the lord has a let's go back up here so let me go back up here okay so god has prepared work for us to do and he's equipped us with spiritual gifts to do it spiritual gifts are special abilities the lord gives us to serve others in the body of christ these gifts are given to us but they're for the benefit of others though they come in several varieties uh can be used in various ministries and have a wide range of effects um, in the church, they all originate from the Holy Spirit. He's the one who chooses chooses which gift each believer will receive. When all church members serve the body using their particular gifts, everyone benefits spiritually. The Lord has a specific purpose in mind for each of us, and he's gifted us accordingly, Ephesians 2.10. Without our individual contribution, the local church will lack something. Part of living in the power of the Holy Spirit involves employing our divine endowments as God directs by operating in in our area of giftedness, we'll have the motivation, ability, and confidence needed for effective service. If you don't know what gift you have, start by volunteering at something of interest, and eventually you'll discover it. You can go to In Touch Ministries and learn more about that. So there is a ton here. So using spiritual gifts, um, whose spiritual gifts are they? So a ton of stuff. And you know what I'm going to do? I am going, don't neglect your spiritual gift. I'm going to click this right here and I'm going to put this, uh, this in the link, um, right here, uh, on the description. And this has all kinds of, all kinds of articles on that. And so anyway, guys, with that, I am going to uh, get off of here and, uh, in Texas, we at least have to say bye twice. All right, guys. So with that, uh, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, thank you guys so much for listening. And may God bless each and every one of you as we await the appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ.